Good morning, everyone. Wow. Oh, good morning, everybody. This is the morning edition of Gratitude Unfiltered, everybody. I'm Joshua Berglund. It's good to see you guys this morning. Oh, what a day. I am not used to doing a show in the morning, um, but I'm really excited about our guests. So every once in a while, I'll make a special occasion. And, well, I, you know, and I guess we get to create content anytime we want. Good morning, Kimberly. Good morning, Trisha. Good to see you guys. Um, I am really, really happy to be here this morning. I, I love uh, doing morning shows. It's just been a while since we've done it, but I want to give a shout out really quick to PSTV. Thank you so much for supporting the show and streaming this all over the place. Uh, it means a lot to me. Also give a shout out to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn. Thank you guys for your downloads and supporting the show. And of course, Good stinking morning, Facebook. I love you guys. And this is the cool thing about this show I love, that the Facebook audience, which you can find at facebook.com slash gratitudeunfiltered, is interactive with the show. So your comments and questions get actually broadcast to the online radio station, the podcast, and the streaming TV network. So you guys are a part of the show. So Brandy Page, Kimberly, good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, I am so grateful this morning that my mom and uh, stepfather are here in uh, California, and I've got you know, gotten to see them last three days. I'm such a mama's boy. I'm 39 years old, and I love my mom. Um, and I love my stepdad, too. But I, I'm very, very grateful just to be able to spend that, the time with them. They leave today, so I may cry by, you know, I don't know, 1 o'clock Pacific time. I may be in tears, but that's okay. Um, I miss my mom and it's, um, you know, that is one of the things that I miss most about being in Oklahoma, uh, is just being able to see my mom all the time. But, uh, I love seeing her and it's, it's, it was really amazing, uh, just over the last two nights, uh, she's gotten to meet Jennifer, my wife and, you know, and just getting to visit with her and just my mom really pushing me to go for my dreams. It's just a really special, special thing. Um, for me, I, you know, it's a lot of the decisions that I've made and a lot of the leaps of faith and just I'm going to jump with no parachute and just trust God. Um, you know, it's it's caused a little fear and panic sometimes. And for the people that are around me, they're going, what the heck are you doing now? Like, what what is it that you're doing? You should try to, like, pack a parachute every once in a while. Um, but to have my mom's support and just like, just to say, go for it is, is amazing. Um, I'm really excited about our guest. Um, I'm going to read you a little bit about Danielle. Uh, she is an entrepreneur, a wife, a mother and founder of team rock. I, she believes and uh, lives her life with the basic concept of you have two choices. You can accept the choices and consequences and stay where you are, or you can say, this is not how my story will end and start living your full potential. She's been coaching clients for over 23 years. Uh, she meets each client where they are in their journey and they facilitate their transformation into their next level of life. Her mission is to support women in living their full beauty, letting go of ego. 
That's a death of ego. That is a fun one. Uh, having the confidence and power to achieve what they desire and deserve. Her specialty, though, men pay attention. Her specialty is supporting men and accepting, loving, and empowering, embracing their strength and vulnerability, and bringing out their primal state to level up in their life. I hear some caveman roars going on right now. Anyway, this powerful combination completes the circle between men and women living in their highest vibrational power. Dead gummit, I'm excited about this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Danielle Rocco to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm stoked. I'm so happy to see you. What's going on this morning? Not much. Uh, living the life on the Queen Mary this morning. I, Taken I back. We were talking before the show. I'm like, what are you in right now? You look, you look very Hollywood, and then you look like you're in a cabin. So I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. That's what I'm here to do, to mix things up in the world, confuse people, make them question everything that they think of, you know, for their whole life. So Amazing. what are you grateful of this morning, Danielle? I am so grateful that I am in a place in my life through all the pain, through all the suffering, those things I embrace that I am able to sit here in this cabin, enjoying this beautiful day all the way in California and live the life that I have so worked so hard to achieve. And that achievement came really from right here because I was a little screwed up for quite a long time. What is so okay? So tell me about a time in your life or that that time you're talking about now where you were screwed up. Yeah. Are you able to find gratitude for that moment? And what is it? Oh, well, it, now every moment where I feel like that screwed up, that like questioning myself, questioning my value, I can appreciate it now. But I, there were just recently, like three years ago, when I was, um, I was in a car accident. I should have died. There it was a miracle that I'm here today. Wow, this went like heavy, really deep, fast. Um, I had no gratitude. I couldn't even like, basically, I wanted to die. I was like, this is not what life is. How could this have happened to me? You know, what is my purpose? And it was one of those blessings that came to me in a moment and said, you're not going to die. You're not going to take your life. You're gonna give life, and it and it and it changed. But that that was a big changing part where I did not feel gratitude. I couldn't even see it. So I okay. So I know that moment that you're talking about. That moment where whether it's the spirit or you know whatever people want to call it. Yeah. It's like I'm not done with you yet. Mm, yeah. Oh Tell yeah. Me, describe describe to people in your own words what that feeling is like when you are looking at I'm going to die I'm done and then you have that voice that says to you I'm not done with you mm. yeah, go what it to describe what that experience is like I th so I'm going to go with like two steps back just two seconds because I think it that that installed something in me in this moment so when I I passed out driving, never passed out in my life. I passed out driving, went into the woods, ended up sideways in a tree. My car was totally demolished around me. Engine in my passenger seat, except a bubble where I sat. Mm. I, I looked just like this coming out of it. Everything was internal in me. 
in that moment, it must have been 20 seconds from the time I left the road to the time I ended up in a tree was the most complete bliss I've ever felt. I knew I was going to die. I, I, there was brilliance around me. I could hear the, like the physical world, the trees hitting my car, but I was at the most peace I'd ever felt. That was that little bit, I think. I, I believe in God. People can believe whatever they want. But there was an angel. There was a piece of God that was inside me that said, you are loving I love you. There is greatness. You have nothing to be fearful. It is the most loving feeling I felt. Now, go forward a year. I lost that. I, I had it for there. Took me a while to remember it. Go back a year, I like forward a year where I'm like paralyzed in bed from pain. Can't, you know, I'm waking up at night. My body wakes me up screaming with pain. Like I would wake up, like it's just this disastrous place. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to take my life because this is not, I was like, you can't live like this. People can't live like this. I can't live like this. Um, and that feeling, that feeling I felt came, it just came. It was just like someone just like dripped a little dropper inside me. And all of a sudden that like the plan was gone. And it was like, I have a purpose. I'm going to take this pain and I'm going to share it with the world. Jeez. And that was it. Do you think that all pain is meant to be shared? I, who they, um, gosh, I want to say my gut wants to say yes, but the sharing part is where it gets different, right? That doesn't mean you have to get online like I do every day and, and, and share <laughs> it, share it with the world. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I believe it's in there and, and you cross paths with people. Mm -hmm. And if your pain gives somebody like, let's say you s relate to somebody, just something makes you like relate to them and you give them a, Hey, hi, how you doing today? That's yeah. you sharing your pain with them in a loving way. Right. Does that make sense to you? Oh yeah. It makes perfect sense to me. Perfect yeah. Sense. Yeah. So it's the range of how you share your pain depends on what comes inside of you and, and where you are in your life and what you want to give. I'm so happy that you said that because it's it is when I always this show, the theme of this basically is to share your truth. And the truth is really will set you free. And it will the truth in speaking your truth. You will find your tribe like truth is, is in the if your, your your tribe comes in truth. It's yes. something that I believe. But it's also the, the, the balance to that is it's not like you just go around telling everybody that blah, 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 this happened, this happened, this happened, I did this, I did that. It, there's got to be a moment of like realness, like in your spirit, if it says, hey, now is time to be ultra vulnerable. Now is time mm -hmm. to like bear your soul. Now is the time to reveal your heart because there's that feeling of somebody in the audience needs to hear it. But you have to kind of be connected. I feel like there's a balance between just spewing your crap everywhere or having a purpose behind the things that you're saying and sharing. Would you agree? Oh, heck yeah. Because I, I've known those people that you're just like, God, you're just repeating your, your woe is me story all the time. Like there's nothing behind it. I'm like, ah, you know, poke my eye out. I don't want to hear it because they, they have nothing. They're just like, this is my script and this is what's going to get me forward in life and, or make me feel better in this moment or give me money in this moment. Right. Like, but there, but there's no authenticity. Uh, oh God, I can't say the word. 
I, yeah, I, thank I, you. I within it, the mirror like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know. I want to get to this place because I, you're one of the things that you love is working with men um, in your coaching business, and you talk about getting back to a, a primal state for men. Yet at the same time, you talk about vulnerability mm-hmm. and primal and vulnerability do not necessarily go together on the surface. So would you please explain how you tie the two together? Because when I think primal, I think I get to be a freaking caveman again and I get to, you know, grunt <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and, and just like go whatever. I, I'm hunting right. and gathering. I'm caveman instincts. Right. But vulnerability doesn't blend with that very well. Explain how you're merging the two to to really bring men to that state that where they're really supposed to be in life. Right. So to first start, there's two. There's your primal state and your caveman state. Nobody wants a, I almost swore, a a caveman. You know, like that that is the one where I'm going to hit you over the head, drag your ass in here and just not even thinking, do what I want, you know, you know, barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen kind of thing. That's a caveman. The, right? The primal state is much different. And vulnerability to me for many years in my life meant weakness. If you're vulnerable, that means you don't have control. You don't have power. That is the complete opposite of what vulnerability is. If you can be vulnerable in your primal state, in your pure being, you are so strong because you have this confidence that just penetrates an energy anywhere. You know, it's that person that walks into the room. You don't know them, but you're like, man, I got to get to know that person. That person's got something within them. That's the two of them. So this primal state is, I believe, and this is just my belief. And if people disagree, you know, pop it up over there and tell me about it. But I believe men and women, they both have a primal state. We're going to talk about the guy's primal state right now is that you are hunters and gatherers. You are protectors. I mean, this is this go back genetically. It's encoded in us. But now society, it's changed a little bit. You know, women are now working where they didn't have to work before. There's this balance of what does protection mean? What does taking care of, you know, the family, myself, my woman, where does that go? Because it's very different than 20 years ago, even when most women could stay home and it was a choice if they wanted to work or not. And so there's this confusion that's kind of gone on. And I think it's a big disservice that we give men Women give men while we're trying to come into our power and we're trying to say like, I can go out there and work. I can go and be something with myself, but not give that man that thing like, you know, that, hey, man, thanks for taking the trash out. You know, that's awesome. The little things that show men that they care, we ignore because we can do it. I could take the trash out. Yes, I can. I don't want to. I can open the door for myself getting in the car. I don't want to let the man show you his love by these little things right? and let go of your ego women, including myself. Cause I've been known to like, no, don't take my bag, you know, but if that's something simple as that is going to show the man, damn, I need you because he's not doing it by bringing home the bacon, 
You know, he's not, it's very different now. Society has made it very different. So we got to give that back and forth to each other. And you got to, you got to uh, be open to it. Be open to the shift that's happening. I, yeah. And I, and I, I don't know, I've, I've been working through this opinion because I said it on someone else's show the other day, but I, like, I personally believe, and I, I remember my father telling my mom after she left him that, you know, you'll never be anything without me. Said that to my mother. Mm. My mother, pretty much the equivalent of F you, even though she's never used that word to my knowledge. Um, and she just went out and became the top realtor and top this, top that. I mean, she was uber successful after yeah. my father told her she would be nothing. I, I, I personally believe that women are the most powerful force on the planet. I, I think, I know Adam was born first and all of that stuff, but I am a firm believer and I can, I'm, I won't say anything inappropriate this morning of why I believe that, but I do believe that they really are the most powerful force. Mm -hmm. and on top of that, like as leaders, I think women are starting to realize and wake up and realize that they are definitely power. They should run companies. They should be presidents. They should be prime ministers. Mm -hmm. They're extremely, extremely powerful. So that shift is a different in a lot of different ways because it's not just go home. The women could go home and or the men are going to bring home the bacon. It doesn't necessarily work that way in a lot of homes anymore. Right. But how do you think this all settles out? Do you think in the end, when after a few years and now that, you know, we've gotten used to women being running companies and being presidents and all that stuff and the Me Too movement and everything else, do you think that we're coming to a place where men and women will be truly looked at as equals? Yes, men are stronger in some ways, but as a whole, we are equal creatures. Do you feel like that that will happen and why? I have hope. It will happen. I have that, that, you know, that faith, that mm -hmm. faith in God, because God, because that's pure love. That's pure love. And that is the existence of where we need to be as a whole. When you can feel pure love, when you can look at somebody who has raped you and give love to them, sure. that you're living in your existence. So as this shift is happening, as a shift, it has to get here. That is the whole purpose of our being is to be here because that is where love is. Now it's not, it's like this crazy imbalance, but we need men and we need women to both live in their light, to both be that powerful. And I agree with you. I mean, I'm a woman. I love women. I have been known. Some women have even said that I, um, I'm turning my back on the woman because I'm supporting the man. I'm like, well, take your ego off your back, put it away. <laughs> Because the moment you think we don't need both coming up within their own power and realizing the shift that's happening, you're freaking crazy. Yeah. We need that. We need that. And so with the strength of all this woman and this, you know, um, girl power and all that, I'm all for it. You know, like um, I'm a woman myself, you know, it's not like I'm a, I'm a man in a woman's clothing. I'm, I'm a pure woman here. We've got to we've got to give that to the men too. We've got it. We can't just throw them aside and say you did your job. It's different now. Women are powerful and we're better than you. You, you cannot. You cannot. You will. We will never achieve that existence of like euphoric love if we don't do that. And frankly, I think the only person that's going to help with this, well, 
besides me, but is another woman helping the men be up there? Because you can be the voice of both parties, right? Sure. I mean, a, a, a woman has got to really feel it within them because there's a lot of shit that comes with working with men too. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. A lot of stuff. It is gratitude um, after all. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, one of the mistakes that I've made in relationships, so I have a tendency, if I'm allowed, if no boundaries are set, Mm -hmm. I will run over people. I don't want to do it. I don't mean to do it, but my caveman will come out right around. Yeah. I, I can't, I, it, it, I don't intend to do it. And then the whole time I'm, I, I, I had been frustrated where, cause I see my partner. I chose my partner because I see what they are capable of, what they're meant to do. I see them in their power, but then when they don't step into it, I'm, I'm resentful and angry and mad. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. But, and then I'm running all over it. That is right. not how I want it ever to be in a relationship. And what I, I realized the mistake that I've made is that all of the things that I want to do for other people, I have not done for the people closest to me. Hmm. I've not taken the time to empower them, to breathe life into them. I do it to strangers. I do it on the show. I do it on stage. But the people closest to me, like girlfriends or wives, I have not done that. And, and that has been something that I really hit home for me after being married to someone that is every bit as strong as me. I mean, now, all of a sudden, I'm getting a taste of my own medicine where <laughs> I literally am with a woman who is every bit as strong and powerful as I ever dreamed of being. And now it's like, oh, okay, you get what you pray for. And now you get to figure out how you manage yourself, dummy. <laughs> right, right. But it was a, it's been a real sombering experience for me because I've realized that I have not done what I preached or practiced what I preached in other relationships because I just took control or of like, hey, this is my mission. Leave me alone. I'm going to be selfish with it. I'm going to go off and. This is what I'm doing, but I'm not taking the time for, to do it for the people closest. I'm, I'm shifting that now, but now I'm with somebody that is a complete, like, I mean, we are both have huge visions, both have huge goals, both are very, very driven and every bit as strong as each other. And it's really, really interesting. So when you have two people that are in their primal state, in their, in their, in their, in their full power, how do you recommend two people like that finding common ground when both of their tendencies is to be really, really kind of selfish with their own goal and vision. How do you take a, a man and woman couple that are like that and have them work together? Mm. Well, this is the word where vulnerability, vulnerability comes in because when we, it's so much easier to do it with strangers because you really have no emotional tie. Hey, wow. they listen, they don't. Eh. Right. But you've got to be all in with your heart when you do it to someone that's so close to you. And what if they don't want to change? What if they don't press into it? What does that make you feel like? Have you failed? Have you failed at your mission? Are you not as good as you thought you were? Or how are you? Are you going to react and be like, you know, screw you. I don't want to be with you. You're not the person I thought. Like there's all of these internal emotions that are hardcore that you've got to lay down and let go of. I love that. 
and, and, and this, and I love that you're in this relationship now with that powerful, you've got to give, you've got to give, you got to step back and be like, not my time. Can you step back and be like, crud, it's not my time to shine right now. You got to share that light. It, oh, it's a battle. And we're going to, act, we're going to acting class together tonight too. Both. You know, it's like we both wanted to step into that power. We've been figuring out how to do it together. Really quick, I want to give a shout out to Darian Tucker Beard, my man. Hey, Tucker, plug your podcast, please, in the comments. Juliana, always good to see you. Darian, Kristen, Kimberly, thank you guys. Rocco uh, is here. Your husband, Vana, good to see you guys. Uh. Thank you for joining. Um, and people are complimenting your jacket. They. <laughs> <laughs> They love your jacket. Um, and so, yeah, if you are listening on um, on PSTV or the radio podcast, you can join the conversation at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. So, Danielle, I, I, love, I, I love everything that you're saying. You're interesting. What is an exercise um, that I don't know if you are willing to tell us this or not, but what is an exercise when you're working with a couple that are both very driven, both very – kind of egocentric when it comes to their calling what would you mm -hmm. exercise would you recommend for a couple like that to be able to find that common ground of and or or better understanding of now it's your time to shine or now it's your time or now it's time for me to take a bad seat what, what do you recommend uh what i like to do is you take them right and you find that one thing they're each going to be different that one thing that if they let go of in their world it would fall apart you know everybody's got something that if they can't if they let go of the power of this they think that their existence who they are or their finances will no longer be right that most powerful one and then write it out really because when you write it out when you make yourself take it from your brain put it on paper and read it back to you you see how stupid it is that you're thinking your life is not going to fall apart. You're not going to lose everything. You know, you're not, your house isn't going to blow up and then just be like now. Okay. You got it. Now give it up, give it up to your partner. Oh. You are no longer in that power. It's not yours. Golly. You know, I always, I, I always, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed to have somebody that was equally yoked and someone equally as strong i i gotta tell you for everything like people pray for millions of dollars people pray for success people pray for all kinds of stuff but we have to realize that there is a yang to all of our yang a yang and yeah. and and there is that and it's and it's it's been funny because i'm sitting there for all the differences that my wife and i have when it comes to the things that matter most we are exactly the same mm -hmm. and trying to find that common ground has been very, very interesting. But when we're in flow together, oh my gosh, it feels like a force of nature. Mm. And I'm desperate to discover how we can be in flow together instead of working against each other. Because when we work against each other, it's rough. And again, I don't know, you don't know much about that. We didn't know each other when we got married. So we just kind of, it was a leap of faith, trusting God. We, we really felt like we were brought together for a reason. We sometimes have a hard time figuring out what that reason is. <laughs> we are two 
forces. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm a force of nature to like pat me on the back. I'm just saying because I have two things that I can do. I can walk in a room and bring life to it immediately, or I can suck all the energy out of the room, <laughs> including everyone's soul. I have the yeah. power to and, yeah. and, it, and, it, and it's funny and it's sad and it's scary, but that I have that. But And she's the same way. And sometimes we just like, we can do it to each other like that where mm-hmm. we're breathing life or we're taking it from each other. And it's really interesting. So, I mean, it's something yeah. that we really, uh, that we both want to work because we want, we believe we're together for a reason. So yeah. do you work with a lot of power couples or do you work with couples that are more, someone's dominant and the other one's more submissive. It's funny. I normally work with one of the couple, like one party in it. Mm. Um, You know, usually the man and they're just like, I don't even know what to do with myself. But this is the thing. Like when you pray for something, we try to control our prayer. We don't even consciously do it. So like you've always wanted this powerhouse. You've always wanted that person that was right there. Right. And then when you pray for that, I'm sure you had a description of it. It's going to feel like this. It's going to be like this. Hi, the joke's on you. God never does it that way. He's like, oh, I'm going to give you what you want, but you are not going to tell me what it's like. I already know what it's like. So then you got to just be like, crap. Okay. And, and recognize those feelings when you know you're out of flow, right? I think the more you recognize when you're not out of flow and be like, have something like some trigger within you and some trigger within her to be like, to knock it off, to knock it off instead of going with it. Because sometimes it feels really good to suck the energy out of somebody to be an energy vampire. I mean, sometimes it does, does not mean it's the right thing, right? It's not good. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good at all. <laughs> it's, it's it's not. It's not. You got to pull it. So you got to, like, figure out what it is. Because I know, and I'm going to go a little personal here. Sorry, babe, that when if you're watching, you might get mad at me on the way back in here. But we had this, you know, we our relationship went to shit. Uh, it, it did. We both kind of, and he is a one powerful man. He's powerful financially. He's powerful emotionally. He's powerful. Um, like he's that typical a Italian personality type, right? Like I'm totally stereotyped and I'm the typical a Italian woman, you know? Um, so here we are together and we've, because of our own crap, we went like this, right? We, we did that energy sucking thing and we lasted it too long. Mm. And so we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, right? Separately, because we were separately, we prayed. And I was fine, okay. And all in my mind, I could only think of the only way to get out of this is if I leave. I couldn't see past it. Well, God said, no, you're going to make this. You're going to do this. And he made us have the worst, like, breakdown, blow up that had ever existed, right? And this is oh. what I, the, the reason I'm sharing this story with you is because when you don't learn to recognize that flow, all of a sudden you get lazy and you let the, and you just get a part of it. It's pure laziness on our part, right? You know, and you have this, this power within you two. So you recognize it. And now here we are refiguring our own crap out. 
and getting that balance back together, getting that energy back up to be that empire, to be that powerful stance, to be that powerful couple. But so I, my, it's almost like I'm telling you this in a foresight. If you don't learn what your trigger is, you don't earn what that energy suck is, it'll eventually go this way, this way, this way, instead of bringing you more here to be in that flow consistently. Does that make well, sense? Yes, it does. And uh, people are complimentary, complimentary, complimenting you on the fact of uh, praying. Do you guys pray together at all? You know, we never did until that blow up. And now we pray together. It's so freaking powerful, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, 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 it's something that, I mean, that's what brought Jennifer and I together is praying together. And it's, you know, and that's been the only, that's been the thing that has held us together and trying to figure this out. I mean, it's again, both of us are the kind of people that if we get a vision or we feel led by something, it doesn't matter what, how scary it looks. We just jump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the one thing that we have done from the very first time we talked, which was doing this show. And then we prayed right before the show, the, the interview of the very first time we ever talked. And then a few days later, I asked her to marry me over the phone. And I mean, it's a whole long thing. But the point is, morning and night, we prayed together. And we felt like that's how we were brought together. But there are times. It's only in prayer most of the time that I feel like, yeah, this is right. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But man, we're working against each other. It's tough. But that I'm so happy to hear that you guys pray together because it's, it's like the ultimate hospital for a relationship. Yeah. It, it really is because when you go about your day to day, I know myself and, you know, I go about my day to day and I forget, I become this human person, human person full of flaws, full of, you know, screw ups, full of judgment, full of as much as you want. It happens. You know, I wish I could say to you, God, I don't judge anybody. I'm always in this state. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm a big fat liar. If you ever hear me say that. Um, but it's kind of that thing that I found myself more and more praying throughout the day, even if I'm not with him. I'm going to. It's my sense of bringing me back. It bring, you know, because I want to live in that love state all the time. I want to be at that vibration all the time. I want my partner to be at that. I want. I want you to be. I want to connect with you and have that same love, have that same existence. Everybody that's listening to this that can feel it, have that. And so through that, you know, you have to pray. You have to pray even in the middle of this conversation. I find myself doing that. Um, to give me the words from whatever it is, like I said, I think it's God. You can think it's universe, spirit, whatever. Come through me out there. Yeah. Uh, Tucker wants to know, he says, when you asked her to marry you, was there a deep fear? Was there a fear deep down or did you just know? <clears throat> no, that is, uh, that's me. I just knew. And I don't ask questions. Mm. I, I have learned the habit of if I second guess, Lauren Harris calls it second mind, and I don't trust my second mind. I trust my first instinct, and I would rather just go. As soon as I feel it or see it or feel led, I just do it, and I don't – and then I'll apologize later if I'm wrong. I, I, right. But I always go with that because in my experience, even when I've gone off a cliff, even when i failed, even when I've had a massive struggle, my belief, Tucker, is that – 
it, it, it like that that is the first mind even if i fail that i'm still on the path i'm supposed to be on and so even in marriage i and, and taking that leap in both of us it was all about faith i didn't ask questions i mean now we're sitting there going oh my gosh like this is not so easy <laughs> but marriage is not easy for people that have been married for 30 40 50 years yeah. So we're just getting to know each other. We've known each other for three months now. But no, the answer to your question, there's probably more fear now, um, but there's not even fear now. So no, I just trusted and I just trust God's voice. I trust that regardless of the outcome of it, I trust it and I know that there's a reason for it. So if, I, if that answers your question. Uh, double uh, mind, Darian says double mind dangerous. Yeah. And I have somebody, so I've talked about borderline personality disorder before but like sometimes the knowing what's real is an issue of that so mm. i can't trust the double mind i have to choose one to go with and the first mind is what has always got me where i want to be so danielle i um i want to know like so you, you you on top of the coaching and working with men and women you are also an actress is that correct well i just started because i i was like hey Kind of the same thing. Something sits in me and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Like I have an idea to do a TV show. All right, well, go figure it out and do it. And I did it. And then I'm like, well, you know, I love the coaching. I love talking. I have a lot of free time. It doesn't take up 24-7 of my, my life. And now that I don't run um, my family business anymore, when I let go, I was like, let's explore. Let's see see what else is out there. So, right, that's what you do. You go and you... um you just go and do it. I, I just, something comes in my mind a little bit like you, I go and do it. There's a purpose behind it. I think it's a purpose. Maybe like, I don't know, but um, get your face out there more. Your word will come out there more. I don't have any aspirations of being a, a, a famous actress on the scene. I think my aspiration is the more people that can see my face, the more people that might be like, huh, I wonder what her story is. And then I can just, I can, I can give to them. So it's kind of, I'm actually using it as a marketing tool a little bit. Well, that's okay. Um, so you're having, we're going to have an honest conversation now. This is great. Yeah. I'm so happy that you said this. Basically what you're talking about is you're celebritizing yourself. It's not, it's not that I want to be a world famous actress. Your passion is, is helping people through your coaching. And yes. but you recognize that to separate yourself from the 800 million other coaches out there that you have to make yourself a brand. Well, part of being a brand is you get on stage, you write a book, you come up with a course, you do commercials if you have the opportunity, because why wouldn't you want that income stream? You want right. endorsements, you want a podcast, you want a TV show, you want to be on stage. That's part of being a brand. Like mm -hmm. anyone who thinks that they can just be a speaker or a coach and survive in the new world, you're out of your freaking mind unless if you're Tony Robbins. But guess what? Tony Robbins probably has about 25 different revenue streams. And right. that could be acting. Like he, you see him in movies. You see him obviously on stage. You see the books. You see the courses. But the endorsement deals. He gets paid to talk about products. That's what a modern day celebrity is. Like that is what the world that we are going into now. Mm -hmm. You can't rely on one thing to survive. They're freaking in LA right now. The Uber drivers are driving like guys working at SpaceX, you know, are driving Uber. Like 
Like that, that is an one lame example, but with what you're doing, you have to, you not only have to, you get to do it all because it's part of be, building your brand. Yeah. And to be honest, it's scary as anything. I don't know about you, but I get, I scare myself probably on a daily basis. Cause it, but that is, this is, this is the secret out there. When you're scared, you better do it. You better do it right then. Just like when you ask, Hey, you want to do this? I didn't question myself. My first, yes. Yes, I do. I'll worry about my feelings and, and, and work through those fears and insecurities of, of talking and not knowing what I'm going to talk about. And, and this later, later, but if, if you really you know, this, this makes a separation. You really want, you really say you want to change people's life. You really say you want the marriage you want. You really say you want to be the man you want. Step into your fear, man. Don't sit there and question. It's that kind of like you would just say in the first thought that you go, you go. Because the second thought is going to have just as many mess ups as the first thought. So, so why not? You gotta, you're going to have to figure out each way. But yeah, so I just, um, how many things can I do? Write a book? Okay. Okay. I didn't know what I was going to write the book on until um, my husband and I started doing this. And I'm like, you know what? We're writing this book on how we got to this place. Because there are so many people out there, especially people that feel like they don't, um, they have this place in life that they can't share their mm-hmm. insecurities. They can't share, you know, they might be like a head of a company They might be doing this, but their relationship's falling apart. Well, man, if we can write, if we can, if Rocco and I can be like, you know what? He has a harder time talking about it than I do. I just like verbal vomit on everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. But if we can take our pain and our our pain, it's our suffering, our challenge, our like and and our love, and give it to someone else. It's going to save one marriage. Why not? Why not? It, oh, you know? and I'm looking for somebody that's specialized or someone that's had an arranged marriage. Uh, if anyone out there knows somebody that's had an arranged marriage. Please inbox me. <laughs> I would love to talk to you because that's basically the equivalent of what I've done. Um, and I love what and I, I love what you're saying. And also, Jason Cisneros is here, and uh, he thinks that you are absolutely uh, your misfit nation uh, material. <laughs> I'll explain what that is at another time. Okay. So you a verbal vomiting. I'm so I'm guilty. I'm very brutally. Here are my scars. Here are my hippies and everything else. Like, this is this is me. Um, my wife, on the other hand, is a little bit more guarded. So you sounds like you have the same situation. How do you guys navigate uh, that, where you just want to be, here I am, I'm authentic, this is <laughs> And then you have your husband who's wanting to protect himself, and he's probably worried about his business, and, like, what do people think? And so – how do you guys manage that? Because I know I'm not going to change. The cat's already out of the bag with me anyway. Like, yeah. I'm not, there's no way to go. It's like, this is me. So, like, how do you guys manage that? Oh, really dirty and not pretty at all, to be honest with you. Aren't you a coach? You're yeah, a coach. yeah. I, I am, I'm a coach. I, I'm not God, you know? <laughs> I, I'm like, I screw up a lot. I screw up and sometimes he's like, did you have to? I'm like, I kind of did. I kind of did. Um, and then ask for forgiveness. <laughs> you know, 
I have to. I, I can't. I can't be sorry. I, I need forgiveness. You know. Uh, I think that's a big word. People don't say you're sorry anymore. Say please forgive me. Please forgive me. Right. Uh, that's one of my things. But um, I don't manage it very well. I try. I do my best to talk more about me than him. And that's how I manage it. I'm not going to talk about how he feels. I'm not going to talk about his version. I'm going to talk about myself and what I'm going through. Cause though that way people think I'm crazy. They think I I'm crazy. You know, they, it, it kind of <laughs> removes him out of the situation. <laughs> I, basically I am a train wreck. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't, but see, I love beautiful chaos. Like I, I find peace in chaos when things are going nuts that's where I get to see, like, where, you know, the ripple, right? I'll, it's, it's, I'm looking at a white wall right now. I just want to take a, you know, paint, multicolored paint, and throw it against the wall and watch how things connect. Like, I love yeah. chaos. It's when it's well, normal, it, I, nothing makes sense to me. Well, chaos is when beauty comes out of it. You know, the, it, it happens. I mean, if you choose to have it happen, there's many times where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like that. I am not choosing that. I don't care if that's the way I'm supposed to be. I fight it till the death, right? Then I'm like, damn it. I got to learn this lesson all over again. Here we go. Bring it, you know? Uh, but that's when chaos and, and the, the shaking and the moving and that feeling of, it's actually good. I, 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 I've got to go back. My mind's going crazy right here. So, I, so if you try to keep up with it, but chaos has such a bad content, like wording behind it, right? You think like, get yucky, negative. No, if you can change in your mind what chaos is, chaos is actually just like little angels putting things down in front of you and saying, Pick from the gold. Pick from the gold. What what diamonds do you want? What diamonds do you want? Right? That's all it is. Yes. That's that's all it is. When you have nothing going on, that means, shoot, you might as well have been dead because yes. you're just like here. Yes. So I, people who like calm. My mom is like a walking meditative meditative state. She's high strung, but she's got spa music at her house and like. Every, it's just calmo and and you know of course I, I I want noise I want I would prefer that there was banging and music and all kinds of stuff going on around me because it soothes my brain it mm. allows me to focus and to see the things that I need to see I it's so interesting those contrasts of styles but I love what you say about chaos I love that like yeah. I've never heard anyone talk about that but that is exactly how I see chaos. It, it is. And your chaos is probably to, that might be your mom's chaos in that like Zen place. But she's, you know, she sounds like one powerhouse of a woman who gets stuff done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't live in this like. But so her chaos is I've got a lot up here. This is it. You know, her chaos looks much different than your chaos does. So there it is. Everyone's chaos is different. Everyone's little angel dust and diamonds look totally different. So we can't Ooh. judge of what, the, what it is. Wow. That's powerful. I've never, I've never thought about it that way ever. Nice. Right? Yeah. Hey, high five. Yes. <laughs> that's freaking amazing. So I want to know. So what, what in you got you obviously you coaching you you're dabbling into entertainment a little bit 
like what's next for you? Like what is the, what's your next mountain to climb or next giant to mm. face? No, no, no. Screw the mountain. What's your next giant you get to face? Oh, well, the giant that I'm constantly facing is myself. Yeah, right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know that. I, I am my worst enemy. But what I see is I'm like, a, I'm also a bit of a nerd. I love to learn. I love to educate myself. I want to take, you know, my brain into the next level so I can have all these different tools and resources and different thought processes maybe that I never had. So I feel like where I am right now in this next year, I feel like 18 was really breaking down the rest of the shit that I needed to break down to get me into that, which was a majority of it was me and then it turned into my relationship with my husband you know this kind of stuff to launch me into 19 right to launch it and that is going to be full of just um, different um different educational pieces different experiences um i want to finish this book and just like throw it out there and i know it's going to morph into all of this different stuff and um build on what i'm already doing you know kind of that but i feel like in my soul that going into these new educational experiences, a different way of um, a different way of thinking to kind of here I am, I want to go to here, you know, and then here I know is going to lead into something. I don't know. I don't know what the heck it is, but that's Are what you, I've got. I want to ask, how do you go about planning your day? So like I've just started doing um, Jason will be happy to hear this. I'm doing the daily Mio. I'm doing RPM. Yeah. Do, are you familiar with RPM? I am not. Okay, I've just started it, but it's basically setting your, it's about setting intention in what okay. your outcomes are. How, what is your morning routine like? How do you plan? Because you're a high energy person. I think you and I are probably a lot alike to a point where it'd be terrifying to have us in the same room in a good way. Um, yeah. But how do you, I also know that you have to kind of harness the, the chaos and channel it the right way. So when you're like, what? For, what do you do? For me, it's my morning routine. If I don't do my have, if I don't do my morning routine, I am a train wreck, and not in a mm. good way. Um, for you, what is your morning routine, or how do you prepare your day so that you can seize the day and you can make things happen the way that you do? All right. So it, I'm, you know, varies if I'm tra traveling here, but my normalcy is before I get out of bed. I, I'm a big prayer. I pray. I set my intention for today. And it might not actually be like, I want to achieve X, Y, Z. It's not my, it's not a list. It's I am going to feel abundant. I am going to feel grateful. I am going to show love. It's like more of the, the state of my presence that I want to feel to during the day, because I am guaranteed that there's going to be something that's going to piss me off, you know, and I'm just choosing not to do it. Like, right. so it's like, I am, no one's going to irritate me. I'm going to control my temper. I don't even have a temper. You know, it's, this is, this is it. Um, and then I have to wake my son up. Um, we still have one son at home. He's a senior who cannot get out of bed to save his life. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> how, how are you going to exist in the world? Right? So I have like these, these mom, I'm a mom and do that. I sit at my kitchen table and I go through my, all my social media stuff. What but when I say like go through my social media stuff, it's like, what, do, what is on my heart today that I feel someone needs to hear? 
And that's how I do it. It has nothing to do with me. It's like, what is in me? And to get it out there, I write, I was actually doing it before we went on. This is my little book. I write like, um, basically my crap in it. Like what, what, how am I feeling? Am I feeling like insecure? Am I feeling stuff? Just getting it out of my body. And then I love sticky notes. I am a sticky note goddess. Sticky note goddess. So during the day, how do I stay, you know, when it comes in my mind, it goes on a sticky note. And then from that sticky note, I was like, where do I have them? I, that's how I organize my brain. Like literally see sticky notes all over, sticky notes everywhere. But it takes the chaos because I've got a lot going on inside here. And if it stays, I think I might explode. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. Yeah. I, I, I love that. That's perfect. I'm going to go buy sticky notes today. I miss those. It's a lot. Set up and I'm in a guest house right now. So it's, I don't have my mm-hmm. normal surroundings and my normal tranquility of my office and all that stuff, which is fine. I can, I improvise, but the one thing I forgot is I love sticky notes. I use them for everything. They're great. Yeah. They are great. And then do you know how much satisfaction you get when you can crumple that sticky note up and throw it away because you achieved it? Man, it's a fork. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I, I like that. That's really good. So yeah. out of respect for time, I listen, I am so grateful. This was fun. I told you before the show started, I never know the direction this is going to go. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. So I don't know if you got to plug the things that you want to plug because we just went off on some fun little tangent. It was just a fun show. Do you have something uh, that you want to plug or that you want to get off your chest that you weren't able to? You know, I think you give, gave me everything. And just really, it's about creating that presence of who I am, because I might say something one time, like in my daily dose every morning on my you know Facebook page that you're just like, I needed to hear that. I needed that right now. That is what I'm going through. And it gives you that. So just follow me on Facebook, uh, Danielle D'Atilio Rocco, probably the most Italian, Italian, Italian that you can get. And <laughs> and listen and listen and give me feedback. Be responsive. I want to know, you know, what's what's going on out there in the world that um, might even help me. You know, it's always like my giving really just heals my soul. Well, I love that. And don't be surprised if you start getting some misfits reaching out to you. Um, love it. There's a group of uh, there's a group of us that we call ourselves Misfit Nation. And <laughs> it's uh, it's a group of people that have been thrown aside, cast aside, have some pretty interesting things in their past, but all use all of it for good. And yes. uh, yeah, you're, you're being recruited right now. I can already see. So I want to know because I hear you. You know, I had my son at 16. I had to get food off of a truck. I mean, this was not some pretty like, here's all my money, live life the way it is. No, there was like some stuff. So I'm at Carl, if you're watching, Carl from PSTV, maybe you you should have her on your show. Um, Listen, I, this has been a real pleasure for me. I'm, I'm so happy that you jumped on. Enjoy your rest (laughs) of your time in California and then going back your butt off in the East Coast. Yeah. So listen, entirely grateful for you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful holiday and I will talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Wait, I almost canceled myself. Okay. Wow. She was fun. We Now I want to have her back on 
just to go over the 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 having a child early because you know i know it's kind of become more common we've heard about it but when you hear women's stories or even men that have had children young and then how their life changes the expectations that they had of what i'm going to create in the world and what's going to happen what's up yes misfit here too um when you when you hear their stories and like what they did what those the people did to survive and how they overcame how they overcame the disappointment how they overcame the feeling of well i can't go to this party or i can't go on this date the insecurities that set in on no one's going to date me because i've had a child at 14 15 16 years old i mean that goes through people's heads hell i remember when i found out that i had a three and a half year old lonnie uh, who's 18 now but i remember when i found out about her i thought oh my god no woman's gonna want to ever be with me which as somebody that's a horrible codependent not the best thing to hear or not the best thing to tell myself but i'm going no one's gonna want me no one's and, and so like i went out and i looked for a mother i like i looked for someone that would be a good mom i didn't look out i didn't look for somebody that was going to be compatible with me no because I was insecure. So I would love to actually dive down that wormhole, but out of respect of time, I had to stop it. So listen, this has been Gratitude Unfiltered. Again, thank you, PSTV. Thank you, iHeartRadio. Thank you, TuneIn. Thank you, Spotify. Thank you, Stitcher. Thank you guys so much. Um, the show's a lot of fun. It's good to see you. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. God bless all of you. Love you so much. Have an amazing day, and we'll be back soon. Bye.